You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. So it's holiday season. Yep. It's the holiday season. We don't spend holidays with family. Not often. What's your opinion about or like holidays with extended family versus like couple only holidays or couple centric holidays? It does take a little bit of magic and specialness out of holidays to not have like a big crew of your family around. However, it also takes a lot of magic out of the holidays when you have to schlep around and spend a fortune on travel and all of that and like travel to really cold Chicago or rainy Cincinnati and there's a lot of rigmarole, especially now that we're married and like, it's just, it's not like a, it's not like I can just like show up in a place and just like be a bum. We like have to rent a car. We have to like do the whole thing. You know, it's just a different vibe. Let's uh, dig into that. You just literally threw our marriage under the bus. (laughs) Now that I'm married. Well, it's also so much more incentive to not travel. Because because like we have a little family here that we just get to celebrate together and we have like a nice time when like I spent the Thanksgiving and Christmas in Seattle by myself. It was pretty depressing. I have to do something special on the holidays now. Yeah. It's so depressing to be alone. (laughs) I was was listening to a podcast and the guy said he was like being alone in an apartment with a Christmas tree is super dangerous. He's like, that's like how he's like, that will immediately make you start crying. Yeah, no, it's (laughs) awful. I the worst holiday of my life was my first holiday after my divorce, my first Thanksgiving. Yeah, I had just moved to New York City and it was. Dark. It was so dark. And I love it. So I go, I'm like, oh, I've been to this cafe a couple times and they're doing Thanksgiving. So I'll just go there and have Thanksgiving. I'll go to a movie by myself and then like I'll go home and I'll be fine. Clearly, there's people like having dinner together there. It's not like yeah. they're going out to eat by themselves too. I'm the only one there by myself. Yikes. Then I go to see Slum Dog Millionaire. Perfect. You know, you think it's gonna be uplifting, but it's often very devastating to watch that movie alone and realize that the world is awful. The life of a slum dog <laughs> is pretty terrible. Um, one of my best friends from childhood lived in New York at the time, Cassie. And so she comes back from the holiday and she's like, How was Thanksgiving? Are you okay? And I was like, It was fine. It was what it was, what it was. There's like no taking it back now. And she's like, What did you do? And I was like, I went to this cute little French restaurant. Bistro. Uh, and she's like, What French restaurant? And I was like, En bon pont. <laughs> She's like the chain restaurant. Yeah. Oh, bon, bon. Panera, Panera Bread Co. <laughs> like, Have you heard like of it? It's a thousand percent of Panera. Like that's it's like a nicer Panera. <laughs> you went to Thanksgiving by yourself at Panera. <laughs> it was. She was like, oh dear God. Like one, she was like disgusted that I was like so uncultured to not realize that this was a yeah. chain restaurant. But two, she was like, that is like ten times more depressing than if you had gotten like Chinese takeout and brought it home. And I was like, that shit on Thanksgiving. I, I mean, I guess do, do people get Chinese food on Thanksgiving? I feel like Thanksgiving's the one where like everyone kind of celebrates it even. Anything, sure. Like, can I tell you something about New York City? 
You could like buy a kit. You could buy an orphan on like Thanksgiving Anything's night. possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At any given moment. You could buy a, you could rent a family on Thanksgiving. Oh, dear God. <laughs> okay. You have to do something special on the winter holidays and your birthday. Like those are yeah. plate times where like no matter how much of like an only child you want to be, you have to do it. Christmas. Like I, I was such a firm non-believer in Christmas that I was actually fine on Christmas. But now we have a pretty sweet An amazing, setup for Christmas. Yeah, we've got a fantastic, wonderful family tradition I've of going honestly, to hang out with our friends. Do I will say this like without trying to sound prideful, I feel so special. Every year we go to our friend's house on an, a little island up by Bellingham, Washington called and they have a house on the water. You can see the Puget Sound Islands. You can see Mount Baker from their house. It's Super sweet. We eat a ton of great food. We hot tub, we puzzle, we hang out by the fire. And there's like a dedicated group of what, like eight people that go every year. So it started with the hosts that are a couple and they invited us as a couple and then two of our other friends. Yeah. And then those two have at times brought people with them. It's funny because we've been doing this how many years now? Like five years? This, this is, is our fifth, fifth year. year. It's at the point where like we're all so dedicated to this experience that like it will be such a loss when some even when someone from the original crew is like, oh, I have to go do something else for yeah. with my family for Christmas. We'll all be like, no, you don't. We started dating in October. We obviously spent Thanksgiving apart because we were not serious enough for like me to travel to see your family no. or you to travel to see mine. I was the one that got I first got the invitation. For Christmas, like it was yep. my group of friends. Obviously, now you, they're very much your friends equally. If I hadn't invited you, would that have made you feel uncomfortable? We had already said I love you. We had exchanged gifts, exchanged e gifts. Even, yeah, but I we uh, were like dating exclusively. I had not been celebrating Christmas for almost like a decade at that point. But that's the kind of cool thing about this vibe we've got going, which is like it's Christmas, but none of the pressure of Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, that, I that's why I part of the reason why I, I love it. But if it was just the scenario that you just gave, which is you went and didn't invite me, I would have been probably fine with it. I, I would have been sad too because it's a sweet event. And like once I heard about the details and like. Got and you would have been just alone here. Yeah. And I'm like out with my friend. Like I just wouldn't you have thought that that would have signaled something like. I don't know. I I, the, I mean, I would have chalked it up to the fact that we had only been dating for like four months. But any time after that, like as soon as that was done or even like on New Year's, I would have been like, OK, it's time to like include me in here now. <laughs> Holler at your boy. Great. User Mike213323 writes, My new girlfriend is really good friends with her baby daddy, and they co-parent really well. It's good, but he lives five hours away, and now he's spending the weekend at her place for the holidays. She said she doesn't want him at a hotel because that's money he could give to their daughter. I told her not to tell me things like that because it's not my business, and I don't want to be stressed about it. I'd rather not know. I knew they were good friends and co-parent well, but she never said anything about him sleeping over. She thinks it's super normal, but everyone I ask thinks it's weird to have an ex stay over. 
She got mad at me, but I didn't even tell her he couldn't stay. I just said I'd rather not know about it. She says she needs to tell me anyways, as to not hide anything. Am I weird for thinking it's strange? So can I ask, what did your parents do once they got divorced? The first year they were divorced, my dad slept over and opened presents with us in the morning. And then like after that, it was no go. I don't think my mom was super down with that. And my stepdad was in the picture pretty quickly after that. So he got one year. He got a one year grace period. How did that feel as a kid? Do you remember it? Yeah, it felt somewhat normal, although I could like feel my mom's reluctance and like But she knew that, like, you know, it was for the kids, you know. My dad wanted to be with us on Christmas morning. It was important to him and important to us. I think about the same in terms of. Yeah, did did that that ever happen for you guys? Especially because your mom didn't really date that much. No, she didn't. And and my stepmom came into the picture. So there definitely was the same, I think, variable. Like once another person is introduced, I think this type of scenario kind of rears its head. Were there, yeah, but were there sleepovers and stuff? Yeah, so I, I grew up in Newport, Rhode Island, and my dad lived in Vermont, and I would go back and forth. And New England's basically the size of like half of Colorado. You know what I mean? Like these are small spans to mm-hmm. like travel. And I, it could have happened more years than I remember, but the last year I remember I was probably about five. He came down to Newport and stayed at our place. My parents always had like a really good relationship growing up. I mean, post-divorce. Yeah. I mean, I guess good is a stretch, but like I perceived it as like much healthier than a lot of divorced parents that I like saw in my life and that I see today. Right. When we had been dating, like if like, I'm like, I'm going to go down to visit Ollie for Christmas and stay at their house. Would that have made you uncomfortable? No, because they're married. Yeah, if he had been... He's, he's married. Yeah, if he had been single. Kind of weird. Uh, but, I mean, if it was for the kid's sake, then I would be okay with it. I mean, you guys chose to get a freaking divorce. It's not like... And you've been divorced a while. It's not like you guys just got divorced and, like, you're maybe feeling it out to see if you want to get back together. I just... I think for the the kid does change things. It makes this a much more... To me, having gone through that as a kid, I understand it. How do you feel about this idea that OP floated to his partner of like, just don't tell me? I think that's really strange. I think that's the strangest part of this whole thing is like the, just don't tell me. And it's like, that would be really weird if you found out her baby's daddy's at the house staying over and you don't know. That's the fact that she's telling you about it to me is a sign that she's like being mature about it and is like, I don't want this to be a thing. It's even more a statement that like there's nothing going on here like you don't have to worry i don't need to hide this from you yeah totally transparency and like the guy does live five hours away that's a long time like that's absolutely a different scenario and frankly like i grew up in a poor household with parents who were both artists not making money off their art and like they didn't have hotel money there was zero hotel money floating around (laughs) floating around You got to reconcile that a strong relationship can't have secrets. If you're asking your partner to keep secrets from you, like that's your work to do, not theirs. There's an old Daniel Tosh stand up joke that like the punchline is like, there's no such thing as casually dating a single mom. Like, fair enough. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a joke that he makes, but it's actually just a very true thing. This is divorce parenthood. Doing weird shit like this and having your ex stay over for the sake of your kid.
Let's hear from the Redditors. Great. Let's hear from them. So just as a heads up, this was a fairly new post. So there weren't a ton of Redditor responses to choose from. Literally every single one of them was of this exact sentiment. Okay. User, (laughs) User live in this soul trap too responded, dude, that's awkward and definitely a no-go for any man. Deep in your heart, you know there's more to it than being just good friends and co-parents. They're obviously sex buddies too. Run away from her or you'll end up as another baby daddy co-parent who watches the children when her quote-unquote friend comes to stay for a booty call. Don't be a fool. That crap is not acceptable nor normal in any way. Wow. Some people had two parents and it shows. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I just did a verbal meme, by the way. Shout out to me. I don't know where this. I don't agree with that at all. This every single one of the Redditors was like, they're fucking. Why would you quote unquote let this happen? Dude, these people don't. These people also don't understand how the world works. If she was hitting skins with her ex, she wouldn't be telling you that he's sleeping over. Why the fuck she has zero incentive to do that? You fucking idiots. Occam's razor. Occam's razor. Like the most obvious thing is the answer. And like she would not. Oh, I'm going to go out with this random guy tonight. Like, uh, but it's totally a friend thing. It's like, no, you just wouldn't tell your boyfriend that you're going out with a random dude. Do you think this is abnormal? No, I don't. Okay. I assume the child's young and I assume that they haven't been divorced that long. Or they may never have been married. Or never been married. He does call her baby daddy. I tend to think you don't that typically that's not... call someone a baby daddy unless they weren't married. Sure. I don't I, I don't think it's that strange, to, honestly. To, I to, mean, just because that's what happened at my family, and I think other families do this too. To Opie's credit, sure. Maybe this is not like an everyday occurrence. Not every family in America has had to experience yeah. this. And also, like you can feel uncomfortable about it. Like you're allowed totally. entitled to your own feelings. But the idea of is this normal behavior if we're asking that question? Or is this abnormal behavior? I think in the context that you're in, this seems like completely appropriate behavior. Yeah. And like, <laughs> also like, I don't need to know about it. Isn't like, it, that can't be a boundary. Like what else? <laughs> like You can't just go through life like with the your girlfriend or partner, like having to intuit what you do or don't need to know about. That's a, kind of a crazy ask. Yeah, what is there anything that you can think of that's appropriate to say that should stay between you and X or like that should be outside of our relationship? So like maybe like your past sex life, like if someone doesn't want to know about that, that that seems like a fair thing to ask. Okay, so sex life, if I I can say to you, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to know about that. I don't need to hear about your ex-boyfriend's dick again. Like, please (laughs) stop talking about it. Fair enough. Again, these are, I think your, yours is the best one, but the other one I was thinking about was like therapy. Like my therapist says that you are, or like my, I said in therapy this and they were like, like oh, weirdly, you could like, also put parents in that. My parents think like, I don't need to know what your parents think of me. Totally. Right. Within reason. Within reason. And we're like, I feel like there's a certain amount of like, that was a confidential relationship and a confidential conversation. And like exposing it isn't sa- like necessarily safe. Right. For and like, I also don't understand the context. Like you yep. might have been like, if you're venting and someone's giving you feedback or empathizing with you, like that may not actually, it's, it's just a world that I don't need to know about. I, 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 I agree with that one. The only other one I can think of is like friends confiding in you and you like 
sharing a secret that they've confided with your partner. I think that to me, it's so yeah, fun to be that's like, a good one. I'm on the inside too. Cause it's, I don't know. I don't need to know Becky cheated on her boyfriend. Cause now I have to go play golf with him. And like, there are situations where if somebody says to you, I would like you to keep this secret then you have to make a determination of whether or not that's a secret that is you feel completely uncomfortable keeping from your spouse or not. And you need to voice that. I don't believe in this theory that like, my husband knows everything because he's my husband. What am I not supposed to tell him? It's like, yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to fucking tell him. If you feel that uncomfortable with whatever someone told you in confidence yeah. that you feel like you have to disclose it, then you need to tell that person. And if you said it to me and I was like, do they want me to know that? And you're like, well, they did say like, I shouldn't tell anybody. They did like, say, don't ever tell anyone. Like, then don't tell me. I know you need the hot goss. Well, of course I want the hot goss. I asked for the hot goss unrelentingly when you have it. I can see it in your little eyes. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I. You hurt. know, I'm insecure about my beady eyes. You, you go, this is the thing. <laughs> when you get hot goss, you come off a call and you go, I got some hot goss. <laughs> Sticky situation. Sometimes you'll text me like, I have some hot goss. And I'll be like, okay, tell it to me. And you're like, no, when I get home, I'm like, no, text it to me right now. Get on the phone call right now. <laughs> like, tell me exactly everything I need to know. So what do you think OP should do? Cowboy up. What does that mean? It means that you need to look within yourself and see if you have the inner strength to deal with this situation. Because I do think there is a little bit of like, you need to assess whether you're ready for this serious of a relationship with a partner who has a kid and acknowledge that there's going to be some things in this relationship that you're going to feel uncomfortable with. And are you ready for that? I don't think that the OP is wrong for being like, this fucking sucks. A guy that has had sex with my girlfriend is going to be staying at her house with her. That is not a fun thing. I wouldn't like that. I think the communication part is admirable on her part. And like, it is kind of weird for you to be like, I'm fine with it, but I don't want you to tell me. It's like, I, that sounds kind of like a cop out. Look, this lady's looking for a serious relationship and she is modeling serious behavior. Are you ready for that? I think you nailed the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. Nailed it. I just want to Easter egg disclose. She broke up with him. What? Over this or because she was getting... He didn't clarify. D spill the hot goss. Oh, he didn't clarify. He just said, we broke. she broke up with me. He said... That's it. Thanks for all the input. She broke up with me. Okay. Do you think it's because he took the unanimous feedback, which was all, you need to put your foot down and tell her this is bullshit? I can't speculate. But what I think the root was, no matter what happened, is exactly what you said. She is an adult looking for an adult relationship. Yeah. And whatever happened from the get-go of this scenario, he started signaling, I'm not mature enough to have an adult yeah. relationship. I mean, he was signaling so many things. He was signaling that. He was signaling, I don't have the emotional maturity or vulnerability to be transparent and like communicative about how I feel in a respectful way. I'd rather you lie to me, what cloister that information. Like, and then, it, and then like a bunch of incels on Reddit were like, you... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you need to put your foot down on her. Show her who's man. Let that be a lesson to you. It's probably for the best, honestly. I mean, that's probably what needed to happen. Like, and like we say all the time, so much of your dating life is going to be making the mistakes and then learning from the mistake and then being like, oh, I don't want to do that again. You know, and yeah. I hope he instead of like coming out of this thinking that the Redditors, they were like, right. He like comes away with it from it being like, 
Maybe that was just a bunch of emotionally immature people talking about something that like was more complex and needed yeah. a finer thought. Walk away from this with some wisdom. It doesn't mean that you're a bad guy, but you were wrong. And this might not be the relationship for you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that either. I, I mean, it's not the relationship for <laughs> well, him. He doesn't get to choose that, unfortunately, for no him. Longer with him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything that you want to give a shout out to? I don't. I can't think of anything. I, I want. I do. You wouldn't even like let me get through mine. You were just like, I do. Go for it, Andy. I've got one. Would would do you want to? Did you want to finish your statement? <laughs> uh, I've been listening to a podcast called Gone South. Uh, it's in the second season. I think it's a pretty good listen. True crime. There is a woman who's murdered, and there is a bunch of intersectionality between values and sexuality and class and a whole bunch of other stuff, mental illness. And it, uh, it, it it's a twisty turny and uh, a pretty wild ride, to be honest. And so um, I enjoyed it a lot. And then season two is also really strong so far. So give Great. it a listen. Uh, this was really fun, actually. We should, uh, we should do this again. Let's do it again. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is Jingle Through the Snow by OT. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time. I had to. That will go in the pod. Oh, really? That's what you get for farting on Mike. Please don't tell everyone that I fart so much. It's going to smell so bad up here. It's already terrible. Why did you do it up here then? Because my stomach is dying right now and I had to let it out or I might not have been able to continue the podcast. <laughs> you could have gone downstairs. And did, you just brought the cat downstairs. You couldn't have farted down there. I, I, in hindsight, that would have been a good idea.